Welcome to the African Point, brought to you by Being African in Africa, an initiative for sharing positive content and narratives. I'm your host, Luyando. On today's episode, our guest is Kalenga Augustin Mulenga, who will be speaking to us about the beauty of imagination. Thank you for joining us today, Kalenka. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay, glad to hear that. So to get started, we'd just like to know who is Kalenga Augustin Mulenga. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, originally, I was born in Zambia, um, and um, mm-hmm. I grew up in Zambia. I relocated to South Africa in 1999, just looking for mm-hmm. green pastures, uh, and I've been here yeah, ever since. Um, I'm currently running my own accounting firm, uh, which I've been doing for the past 10 years, but um, I started uh, writing children's books uh, only in November. Um, I previously used to write when I was very young, um, when I was about uh, 10 years old, yeah, but I've I've, I've reignited my passion and I've started writing. I started writing again in November, Yeah. yeah. I see. And what was an early experience where you learned that language had power? Okay. Um, I think, the, as I said, I, I used to write um, books when I was very young. So I think that was the earliest experience that I had that language has power. In terms of the books that I wrote, my, my peers uh, as well as my, my friends, um, they they said they had an impact on them at such a young age, and um, mm. yeah, from from that I realized that when you actually uh, get something across to someone in written form, they uh, mm-hmm. it can it 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 garnishes a lot of power. Yeah, yeah, and. Throughout your writing processing, you do write for children. Your primary audience are children. How important is imagination? How important is the power of imagination? Well, I think uh, the power of imagination is very important um, because, mm-hmm. you see, when if you just limit yourself to, 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 the, to the norms of daily life, it doesn't um, mm-hmm. widen your horizon. But when you have a great imagination, that really, it opens up a world of possibilities. Yeah, um, my late father was a journalist. Um, He eventually became an editor of the Zambia Daily Mail. Um, He was actually the first black editor of the Zambia Daily Mail in Zambia. Um, And my late brother, my late elder brother, was also a poet. He used to write poetry. So I think I they inspired me um, to to read and to write. That's nice to know. And I'm glad you did stick to it and with it, seeing you are now publishing your own books. Mm-hmm. And what? how do you keep your imagination fresh and vibrant, seeing, you, as stated earlier, your target audience is children? So how is it that at your age you're able to keep your imagination so fresh and vibrant? Yeah, I, I think it's basically um, reading a lot um, and mm-hmm. also observing a lot what's around um, both yeah. in the, the workspace. Obviously, I work for myself and I work from home, so 
most of the times I am at home. Um, but yeah. having three kids as well, they mm-hmm. they also um, it also keeps my imagination vibrant because sometimes uh, there was that uh, show I think which used to come on TV called Kids Say the Darndest Things. So some of the things yeah. I they, some of my kids say they <laughs> stick in my mind and <laughs> yeah, it makes my imagination <laughs> go wild. Yeah. I see. And do you mind taking us through your writing pilgrimage? Like what energizes you as you write and what exhausts you throughout the whole process? Okay, well, what energizes me? I think it's something when I start to write, when I've got the idea and um, mm-hmm. I put it down, obviously not on paper, but I, I, write, I get onto my laptop, the, the, book, the, the words just flow. Um, the first draft, it's, it's just non-stop energy flowing and I'm just constantly writing. Um, so the more I write, the more I get energized. Um, I'm a very prolific writer, so I don't know whether I mentioned, um, mm-hmm. I've actually, since I started in November, I've got 17, five published books and, and uh, uh, 12 others which, are, uh, which have been edited but not published. So in the space of basically two months, I've written 17 books. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so the energy just flows. And then when it comes to yeah. what exhausts me, it's, uh, I think it's mm-hmm. the, 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 the aspect of, since I don't have a publisher or an agent at the moment, you have to do all the other legwork, um, the social media, oh, the marketing, um, yeah, so that that actually makes me tired, but not just in a bad way, um, because I know at the end of the day what the achievement will be greater. But it does get tiring since I have to do both my accounting business and this as well. I'm glad to hear that your output is so much seeing in a short space. You're able to release so much content, but at the same time, the reality, I guess, gets into the way seeing you are forced to somewhat do everything else and not just write mm-hmm. the work. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine your whole process seeing it does not just end with finishing a book, but you have to go through the rest of the process exactly. and see it through completely. Yeah. yeah. And now we all know a child's imagination knows no boundaries, but as adults, we get thrown into the real world in a way, and we warm up to routine and responsibilities, putting imagination aside, which is somewhat a fair trade. But at the same time, we, the older we get, the further we move away from our imagination. Mm. I would just like to know how important is it, or in your perspective, how important is it to preserve a child's imagination? Yeah, I think it's important to preserve a child's imagination um, because I think as I mentioned earlier if you are stuck with just the black and white it limits your possibilities uh, in the future Um, because (laughs) if you let your imagination run wild that means it opens you up to so many, it opens up so many doors Um, you know my eldest daughter 20 She's uh, going into her third year of fashion design. And you can imagine if, uh, pardon the pun, <laughs> but you can imagine if um, 
she didn't let her imagination, if she limited her imagination, that would mean she would just do, you know, design normal plain shirts or yes. plain trousers. So you need that imagination to, con- to continue from an early childhood all the way, I think, up to adulthood. Mm-hmm. I see. And reviewing some of the literature you have written, clearly there are many lives lessons found in your books how do you come up with the morals found in your stories are they motivated by real life experiences or are they just life lessons you deem mandatory for the future generations to know okay yeah some of them are the real life experiences um some Mm -hmm. um, are from experiences with my children and lessons which i've had to taught teach them and obviously which I decided mm-hmm. to, to, to put into writing um, so because mm-hmm. I know as a father that there are a lot of uh, parents who have experienced what what I have gone through with their children so some are real life um, mm-hmm. some are from a Christian perspective because I am a, a Christian okay. um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah so basically yeah that, 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 that's it yeah, that's what it is I see, because, you know, as I stated, when reviewing some of the books, I remember going through Donk the Donkey, like the stubborn donkey. And even after the fairy had come down and, you know, before flipping to the next page, I somewhat got a bit angry. I was like, wait, even the fairy is (laughs) agreeing with everyone else to say this is who (laughs) the donkey is. And I could feel myself losing like as much as it's a children's book and i was simply reviewing it based off the podcast we were having today Mm. um i found myself getting lost in the very short pages you had Mm. written down and getting upset and coming to a point of relief when like heading towards the end of the book and saying whoo and (laughs) you the fact that you were able in a very simple but complex way at the same time able to deliver such a unique moral mm. and the the morals which are being given to children yeah. morals that adults can also learn exactly. from is i i find very fascinating mm, to say the thank least you. and seeing they are coming from life lessons I, and also just things you'd love to pass down you're using your children as the base to say what lessons am i passing mm. down as a father it's very humbling to be part of I guess, in a way, part of your children mm. when receiving that knowledge and information and the morals. Mm. And now going back to your audience being yes. children, what hurdles do you face when it comes to creating content for them? Yeah, so um, the hurdles I face are basically my audience are children, right? Um, yeah. But they cannot go out there and buy the book. They can they can't get onto the internet and uh, and search for the books. So the audience are children, but the people I need to market to are the parents. So that's the biggest hurdle that I, that I've come across. With your many stories, are any stories rooted in any African traditions or fables, or any life lessons you got from and? I guess an African background. Yeah, um, basically there are two. Okay, there, there are two which are based on proverbs. Uh, one is called "The leopard mm-hmm. licks its spots." That's based on a Zulu proverb. Yes. 
That one has been published. And then there's another one, which um, is a manuscript that's been edited. It's just waiting to to be published. It's uh, based on actually a Zambian Bemba proverb. It's called Imbwa. Um, yeah, and that one is based on a, on a Bemba proverb. Then there's an, another one which is also not published, which I based on the Max the Gorilla, who was um, at the Johannesburg Zoo. Uh, I don't want to give the story away, mm. but um, yeah, 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 it, yeah, it's also about the, the gorilla. So that's based in uh, on a South African perspective. I see. Well, it's glad to know that, yes, some of your stories are rooted from African sources, I guess, and in that way you're somewhat immortalizing the fables and tales mm, and mm. stories found in Africa. And do you mind taking just taking us through the steps you take when putting these stories together from start to finish, not like talking about the creative space? Mm. Like, What process do you follow when creating these stories? Okay, so the first step is... Um to jot down um, some, if, if I'm looking for like a life lesson that let's just say for argument's sake, my, my child is a, is a sore loser um, and it will just mm-hmm. stick in my mind. So, okay, I think my next book is, and I actually have written a, a book uh, similar to that, but it came about from just, uh, you know, my child's reaction to losing. Um, so that's the first thing, yeah. write it down. Um, or if if I don't have a pen there, I get on my phone and I send a reminder to myself. Um, so that's the first step. And then look, because uh, most of my my um, characters are animals, um, because I know children like to relate to animals, even though I do have some humans in in some of the on some of the books. But then I choose mm-hmm. a specific animal that would suit that lesson um, in a way. Um, And then once that, uh, I've got that down, the next step then is to choose obviously a name for the book. Um, uh, And names, like I said, it's just, I don't don't know whether, I I should just call it a blessing from God um, that Mm -hmm. the names just pop in my head. And uh, once I've got like donk, this came short for donkey. Yeah. Um, I've written some a book called Chuck the Cheetah. So, it, I mean, I can't even explain where I got them from, but yeah, they just pop into my head. Yeah, and then once I've got the, the name of the book, the next step then is to actually write. And yeah, then, I see. And, and I do that in one sitting. I see. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So usually the, I guess the seeds is, always the lesson in the beginning yep. like whether it's a problem or fault and with that seed that grows the whole story yeah and with and seeing there may be any aspiring authors african authors or creators out there listening to you scared to share the stories or creations whether it be self-doubt or anxiety what piece of advice would you like to share with them okay um you know as a as when I was growing up in Zambia, um, I we used to play a lot of basketball, um, and I'm still a basketball lover. And our favorite um, okay. brand of sneakers was Nike. So to coin a mm-hmm. phrase, I would just tell them to just do it. Um, 
And the only thing that they have to fear, which I'm going to quote uh, F.D. Roosevelt, the only thing you have to fear is fear itself. Um, you know, another thing that I, I read, which, which came to mind, is a quote from Dale Carnegie, who says, um, inaction breeds doubt and fear, and action breeds confidence and courage. So that is, those are the two quotes that I would um, tell to aspiring authors out there. It can be, it yeah. can be scary, but I'm telling you, yes. the, the rewards, once you start, uh, it's, it's just out of this world. Yeah. Well, I do thank you for that. And on a personal note, what lessons have you learned on your journey as a children's author? Yeah, the, the, the lessons that I've learned is that, number one, it's not easy, eh? Um, the, mm-hmm. it's very hard work uh, and uh, but it's very rewarding at the same time because mm-hmm. um, just to see the the reactions from people um, once once they've read your book um, I've got a, mm-hmm. an editor um, called Kelly May um, I've actually got two editors but uh, Kelly May she's a school teacher and um, she she edited uh, I think almost half of my books, and just mm-hmm. from her reaction once she had finished the editing, um, she said that uh, you know this world is so crazy, and just reading my books uh, gives her hope, you know that there is good out there, and there are lessons to be learned both from for adults and for children. Um, so yeah. the, the, that's what my journey has been. But mainly, like I've said, is that it is very hard work, but very rewarding at the end of the day. I see. And seeing we're coming towards the end of the podcast, um, where can your books be found, the books you've authored? Where can they be found and purchased? Okay, all the books are on Amazon. Um yeah, so all five books are on Amazon. You can get them for free on Kindle Unlimited uh, if you if you if you subscribe to Kindle. Um, they are e-books, uh, so if you yeah. subscribe to Kindle, you can get them for free. And if you want to purchase them onto your your your, your smart device, um, then you can yeah you can purchase them. They've got different prices, but they they. Um, five, four of sorry, five of four of them have a price of the same price, and one is a very small book which is um, uh, catered for you know for, for for toddlers. So that one is much cheaper. But yeah, they are all available on I Amazon. See. I see. Well, Kalanka, I would like to thank you so much for joining the African Pod today. I really have not only been inspired but learned a lot, whether it being you know, just the hard work paying off in the end and having that belief in yourself whenever it comes to putting something together, it being whether it's create doing making a creation with your own two hands or just anything that requires work from me. Um, I must say I've been motivated and inspired by you. you. And with us coming towards the end, Kalinga, are there any last words or any final remarks you'd like to just share with the audience yeah no i think the the only thing is um i think i had mentioned it in another interview that i did with a gentleman from the netherlands 
that you know mm-hmm. in this day and age of of smartphones and uh, and xbox and uh, your playstations mm-hmm. we, we should never and this is not just because i'm an author and trying to obviously sell my children's books but the things that you learn from reading you can never get from even a tv show you can never get from a computer game because once you are immersed into that book and you start picturing even though my books do have obviously illustrations in them but the words themselves mm-hmm. will stick in a child's mind once they're being read to or if they're a bit older and they can read for themselves and they'll constantly want to go back and read it over and over again i can tell you a television show you'll get tired of it after the first or second viewing but a book you can read mm-hmm. over and over again and not get tired of it so i just urge everyone out there to not stop reading and uh, ebooks doesn't mean that uh, it's not a book it is still a book um Yeah. I just urge everyone to continue. All right. Well, Kalanga, I'd like to thank you once again for joining us on the African Pod. I would gladly have you back later. Thank you. Thanks so a much. lot. Bye bye.